Welcome to the Kettle Call podcast. Today we have our research call of the month. Let's go ahead and call Brooke Latek. Hello, Brooke. Hi, Pedro. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Is it a good time for a call? It's always a great time for a Kettle Call. Great. So, Brooke, let us know who is joining the call today. So, today we're talking to Elenia Quinn Davidson, who we spoke to last week. And this week we're going to learn a little bit more about her research. That's great. So let's go ahead and call Lenya. Hi, Lenya. Welcome. Hi. How are you doing today? Doing great. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. It's, it's nice and cool down here, finally. So. so we talked with you last week just a little about your background and how you got to become an area advisor for the University of California Cooperative Extension. And, and this week, we want to dive more into your program and what you're doing especially with prescribed fire and, and the importance of that in our ecosystem. So one question I'd like to start with is just what is the, what is the issue surrounding fire? And just to give people a little bit of a background about your program. Yeah, sure. Well, um, you know, I think after last year's fire season, probably everyone who's listening knows what the problem, you know, what at least one part of the problem is, which is that we just continue to have these really catastrophic and damaging fire seasons. And, you know, we're suffering huge amounts of loss every year because of wildfire, um, both in homes and fatalities and, um, you know, cattle for the ranching community. There's so many losses associated with wildfire. But, you know, I think one of the, the things that we don't often think about is the, the losses that we're suffering from keeping fire out of our system as well. And so we know that California is highly fire adapted and many parts of California are actually fire dependent in, in that, that they require fire in order to persist and in order to, to be resilient. So the big thing that I try to do with my program is bring fire back um, to California's landscapes in a way that's healthy and safe and, and um, something we can all live with because we can't continue to live with, with these wildfires the, the way that they've been. So my focus is really on prescribed fire and using fire as a tool under conditions that, that work for us and in order to achieve ecological benefits and you know, improve our range management and control invasive species and all of those things. So I'm really into fire from a beneficial standpoint. That's really great and really, really important right now as we approach the drier part of the year here. And so with the thought of prescribed burning in mind, what have you done with your program to, you know, with community groups and research, what have you done to sort of spearhead these efforts of prescribed burning? Yeah, great question. So I, I work, there are kind of three facets of my program related to prescribed fire. One of them is really at a, um, a kind of a statewide scale, working on policy and um, really trying to affect change at a statewide level. So I'm the director of the Northern California Prescribed Fire Council, which is a collaborative group of all the federal and state agencies and um, timber companies and tribes and all the, the people who, you know, use prescribed fire and want to see more, um, more prescribed fire in California. So I've been working with that group since we formed in 2009. So now it's, you know, 12 years and, and we really, we work on legislation and we really just try to change the conversation around prescribed fire to open up more opportunities. I 
also do a lot nationally and statewide to provide prescribed fire training. And so I um, I work, I partner really closely with the Nature Conservancy and the Fire Learning Network. And we put on prescribed fire training exchange events, which are typically two-week kind of in-depth, hands-on fire trainings. And those are open to fire professionals, to students, to landowners, really to anyone who's interested in getting like an intensive experience around prescribed fire. And I specifically host one of those treks events for women in fire and for underrepresented groups, because, um, you know, we have a lot of people who want to get into fire management and work in fire careers, but they just don't really fit the mold. And fire's typically been very male dominated and, and just not created a lot of space for anyone who's different. <laughs> so that event really, you know, it's inclusive to everyone men are invited to, but it's really got to focus on how do we elevate diversity in fire and, and really just make space for everyone who wants to be a part of it. And then the third part that I work on is really at the local level and trying to um, create space and opportunity for landowners to bring fire back into their toolboxes. So I do a lot of work um, around the state and, and here in my county to form prescribed burn associations, which are like community cooperatives for prescribed fire and to really empower landowners to, to use more fire. Lynn, I, I have, uh, let's say, a more simple question related to that. I came to California last year and I, I've never heard about prescri prescribed fire before. So can you define what is prescribed fire? And, and let's go a step back a little bit and tell what are the benefits of, of having a prescribed fire in your region more specifically. Yeah, that's a great question, Pedro. And I sometimes forget that I, I go down into the weeds on this stuff without remembering that it's um, not everyone's familiar with it. So prescribed fire at the really basic level is just using fire as a tool under really specific conditions to meet objectives that you've determined ahead of time, right? So You have a goal um, for managing your land in some way, and you're going to use fire to fulfill that goal. So in the, you know, in the ranching context, we use prescribed fire to manage invasive grasses that are taking over the rangeland. So things like medusa head and goat grass or star thistle, we're able to use prescribed fire at really specific times of year to knock those back or to decrease brush that's invading our, our grasslands and our prairies or to restore habitat. So we use prescribed fire a lot in the North Coast in our deciduous oak woodlands to try to beat back some of the conifers that are growing in and out competing our oaks. We use it for fuels reduction, obviously. So we can, you know, we can use fire to actually consume the, the leaves and the sticks and branches on the ground, and that'll prevent future wildfire hazards. So it's really our, tri you know, the tribes and cultural practitioners use it for basket weaving materials and for promoting deer habitat and food resources. It's just fire is like the ultimate human tool and people have been using it for millennia. That's really great. Um, I, I had the same issue Pedro did. I came from the Midwest. So coming here, fire was way over my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so you talked about these groups that you've been helping put together and all of that. What are some of the positive outcomes you've seen from the existence of these groups and these collaborations? Yeah, well, you know, for so long in California, the only people who were really using prescribed fire 
to actively manage their lands were our agency folks, like people who work for the Forest Service and the Park Service and Cal Fire. And landowners and, and tribes and, you know, local community members were really left out of that and didn't have access to, to that tool. It's been so important for so long in California. And so one of the things, like one of the things that motivates me in my program is really trying to open that up and give them access to this tool and to empower them you know, to bring fire back to their to their lands. So these prescribed burn associations are a way for us to get the community together. We liken it to like a branding or something. You know, you everyone gets together, they implement a project. And if you help me on your place, I'll come help you on yours. And one of the really beautiful things about it is um, for one, that people just love fire. You know, if I, I know you two probably haven't been on a prescribed burn, but when you do, um, when you come up and burn with me, it's like you can never go back. You know, like people are just stunned because it's so, there's something so innately human about using fire. And it's this like feeling, it just feels good and it feels right and it's fun and it's not as scary as you think. And so it's been really neat to um, to see that evolution and, and people just blowing their minds like this is so cool and so fun and so wonderful. So that part's been fun. But the other really cool part is that Prescribed Fire brings people together from all sides of the community. And in Humboldt County, we're, we're a pretty unique county in that we have, you know, we're some of the, um, the roots of like the environmentalist movement. So we have people who were like earth firsters and like, you know, super hardcore environmentalists. Then we have this like really big ranching community and it's pretty conservative and then we have like all these hippies who moved up here from the city in the 1970s and are growing pot and that's their way of life and then um, we have students and academics that are at Humboldt State and these people are all getting together and implementing burns together and like really enjoying each other's company. And so how often would you see timber companies, environmentalists, ranchers, um, <laughs> you know, old hippies burning together? It's just really cool. And, um, and so it's really brought the community together. It's like a, it's like a way of kind of beating back all the divisiveness of our current time and saying, let's get back to fundamentals and let's just light some stuff on fire together. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Um, You talk about bringing people together, which is wonderful, but sometimes that can be difficult because you may have some completely different perspectives, as you mentioned, have, have you found anything, any good methods in bringing people together and sort of matching perspectives? so that they can do this collaborative effort? You know, I think it all comes down to people um, having shared values. And I think that's where the the importance of this prescribed fire stuff comes into play. Because when you get everyone out and, you know, for instance, we're burning on a ranch and we're burning for oak woodland restaurant, you know, to, to enhance the oak woodlands. And so everyone who's there on that burn, whether they voted for Trump or voted for Biden or whether they, you know, were protesting logging in the 80s or whether they were logging in the 80s, they're all there because they care about the oak woodlands and they're all there to help each other out. And it's like none of, none of the other stuff matters. And, and so I think that's like we're giving them the venue to have some shared values and, um, and they're all wonderful people. And so they can all see that and they would have never really had that opportunity otherwise, you know, when would they have all been like working together on a project? So I think for many of them, it's like the first time that they've had a shared project with people who are totally different than they are. And I think that it's just providing that human connection and, um, and reminding ourselves that we're all in the same community and we're all really good people. Um, and then beer helps too. We always have like a, um, 
we always, after our burns, we always do a barbecue and, um, and whoever's property it is provides lunch and, and beer. And we all sit around and talk and, you know, people bring their kids and it's just like, we're all just people. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a, it's a great idea to make it an event instead of just, you know, do this, you make it a, a fun event. People look forward to. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what, that's, kind of our um our mission is for people to enjoy themselves and have a good time and like leave wanting more wanting to come back next time because it was it was fun and they felt valued and they made new friends and so have you seen an increase in, in interest in all of this stuff as you do your programming have you seen more people wanting to get involved oh yeah yeah i mean i've been working on prescribed fire related stuff for um you know, 12 to 14 years. And the the interest and the momentum is just on constant increase. <laughs> like last year and last fall was the most calls and media attention that I've ever had. I probably had 70 media interviews um, from September to November last year. You know, it's just, it's like the, the amount of interest in this work is, um, it's just exploding. And then likewise, the amount of work is, is exploding on the ground. I mean, all these different counties are standing up organizations and you know when when we started the Humboldt County Prescribed Burn Association in 2018 it was the first one in the western U.S. and just in these few short years I mean in three years we now have 13 different counties that have prescribed burn associations across California. Like the, I mean, the growth and the momentum is just almost unbelievable. Yeah, that's a that's an incredible growth. So in the future, you know, we're see you've seen you've already seen this growing in interest. Um, what what do you see as far as prescribed burning in the future? As far as what are the benefits you see, and then also as far as popularity amongst people who may use the practice. Yeah, I I think we're just going to continue to see more interest. And what I'm working on right now are really trying to provide the the structural and policy changes that can unleash that interest in real ways. And so I've been working for the last couple of years on helping develop a new state certified burn boss program that is actually a state certification for experienced prescribed burners. So they can lead prescribed fire projects and have some protections either, you know, for insurance, um, liability protections, access to different sources of funding, things like that. So just last week here in Humboldt County, we hosted the very first course of that state certified burn boss program. So we have this this cohort of 18 people who are going to be certified by the state and able to go back to their communities and start leading this work and planning new projects. The policy stuff I'm working on is also, I think, really important toward um, incentivizing and supporting more prescribed firework in California. So I'm working on a bill right now with Senator Dodd, our state senator out of the kind of North Bay area. And um, it's going to provide liability protections for prescribed burners. And then there's also a bill that would help create a, um, a claims fund for like an insurance claims fund for prescribed fire as well. So you know, really trying to, and into the future, trying to target these specific gaps that we know exist and that we need to address if we want to really unleash all this interest and momentum. That's excellent. That's really, really great. And it looks like people are interested and will continue to be interested as California deals with all of, all of the fires that they've been experiencing and will continue to experience. Then I have one last question to you. So if I'm a producer and I want to get to know more about this course that you just mentioned and more 
more about your work. How can we do that? How can we contact people to know more about prescribed fire? Yes. Um, well, there are a couple different things you can do. So if you're a producer and you're interested in trying to find out if there is a prescribed burn association in your area, I recommend going. We, we have a website that's all about prescribed burn associations. So it's calpba.org. And so you can go on there and it'll help link you to like the nearest prescribed burn association. Now, some parts of the state don't have one yet. So you may be in a position where you're going to want to reach out to me and say, hey, do you know of anyone else in my area who's looking into this? Um, so you can definitely email me at lquinndavidson at ucanr.edu. And I can help, um, you know, try to give you information about that or hook you up with trainings or invite you up here to learn more about what we're doing. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, I think that that's kind of the, you know, the best way to get started. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your answers and talking with us about this, this hot topic that's going to continue to be hot in California as we continue to experience the wildfires across the state. And it was really nice to get to know you these past two weeks about your career and your research. And so to our listeners, if you have any comments, suggestions, or if you feedback that you'd like to give us, please send an email to cattlecallucd at gmail.com and we'll answer you. And I'd like to thank you all for listening to the Cattle Call podcast. Uh, stay healthy and safe. Thank you. Thank you. The cowboy is singing this lonesome cattle call.